so it's a Tuesday morning and I'm just walking into Dr. Piva's office. It's a sunny day here in Kampala and we are at the National Agricultural Research Organization. Dr. Piva, good morning. Good morning to you, Halima. How are you doing? That's reporter Halima Athumani on her way to talk with Dr. Priva Nyamanya Wesije for this week's episode of Africa Science Focus. I am um, a team leader here at NARO for the National Banana Research Organization. We do banana research from basic science, genetics, agronomy, breeding, biotech. Um, we engage with farmers. So people call us plant biotechnologists, maybe plant engineers. Bananas are an everyday part of life in sub-Saharan Africa. We eat them at breakfast and lunch and cook them as part of our evening meals. We roast them, fry and dry them and ferment them to make juice, beer, wine and even gin. Uganda is among the top 10 banana producing countries in the world and is home to the much-loved matoke banana also known as the East African Highland Banana. But the Matoke, along with many of the other banana varieties that are native to sub-Saharan Africa, is under threat from diseases and pests. I'm Michael Kaloki, and on this week's show, we meet banana researcher Priva Namanya Wesije, who is a specialist in both conventional plant breeding and biotechnology and is one of the continent's leading female bioscientists. You just called yourself a plant engineer, and I think your main focus here is bananas. Someone would say, Uganda is naturally gifted. We've got so many bananas. Do we need to study that much about bananas? (laughs) Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Uh, These crops get challenges. You know, they interact with the environment. So there are diseases and pests that affect these crops. So we need to study them to know how to manage them, to support the, uh, to support the farming communities, both for production but also uh, for trade and use. Yeah, we need to, we, so we study them. <laughs> yes, we study them. In Uganda alone, there are 120 East African highland banana varieties, which are not found anywhere else in the world according to the International Institute of Tropical Agriculture, which is based in Nigeria. But growing bananas is not easy. The plants need a lot of water, around four times the amount that beans and pea crops need, and Uganda's bananas are struggling with diseases. Black cigatoka disease causes fungus to grow on the banana leaves, and the fruit becomes ripe too quickly. Half of a banana crop can be lost to this disease. Banana xanthomonas wilt was first found in Ethiopia in the 1970s and has spread from Uganda across the Great Lakes region over the past 20 years. And Fusarium wilt, another fungal disease, has spread worldwide and is now a serious threat to banana production. This is where Dr. Namanya's research comes in. She tells us why Uganda's bananas and the vital nutrition that they provide need protection. 
in in your studies um trials for a banana variety which is resistant to wilt and contains vitamin a have been ongoing since 2004 in an effort to improve production talk to us about that the bananas naturally have vitamin a in them but it is low uh, but because we eat bananas every day as a staple crop and uh, with minimal supplementation or dietary diversification we have as a country we have a huge population of children and youth that have vitamin a deficiency deficiencies in critical minerals or nutrients uh handled maybe by food fortification communities that that depend on diet on uh, staple crops really do limited diversification but also limited food supplementation you know the blue buns and the cereals and uh, you know those things which are fortified we looked at biotechnology as an opportunity for improving this staple food crop for vitamin A it comes in this a bitter carotene you see the the yellow that is in carrots the yellow that is in purples that's where we get vitamin A from or in green vegetables so we are able to use biotechnology means to get the building blocks that allow vitamin A in those varieties to be high we introduced them into our local variety so that when we eat our local variety we are able to get at least 50% of the vitamin A that we need as a daily requirement it helps us to build our immunity the immunity of our bodies so children who are low vitamin A levels in their bodies they are prone to die from simple diseases like malaria and simple infections but when the vitamin A levels are good in their bodies their immunity is better Dr. Namanya's team at the Banana Research Program have established systems for the genetic engineering of bananas and carried out confined field trials. Though the bananas are not yet available for commercial use, but she says that genetic engineering is not a magic cure for Africa's farming and food security challenges. You know when 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 people talk about biotechnology there's a tendency to talk about genetic engineering but genetic engineering is just one tool just one method of biotechnology for example tissue culture the method that we use to multiply clean planting material without adding anything is biotechnology there's these old methods of biotechnology like fermentation fermentation is biotechnology There are, there are very many applications of biotechnology both in agriculture in medicine in animal health and the wide broad so genetic engineering is just one method say halima genetic engineering does not fix everything there's a lot more that we need to do okay. it's not a bullet that is going to fix everything mm-hmm. when you talk about drought for example we get a lot of rain we don't harvest the water we would be able to irrigate if we were harvesting the water so is harvesting water going to be fixed by genetic engineering mm. no there's a lot more that we need to do to change our methods of cultivation to move to mechanization to move away from peasantry 
if you could just take a sneak peek on what are the some of the things that we need to do to fix our farming our food basket let's start from the farmer level you have peasant farmers small scale farmers strengthening their ability to produce together strengthening their ability to access inputs strengthening their ability to market together strengthening their ability for post harvest quality the 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 consistency of productivity you 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 have bumper harvest and all of a sudden there's nothing because there's no system for storage there's no system for post harvest management there's no functional system for marketing value addition so if we had harvested water as just one example and we're able to irrigate we would have vegetables throughout the whole year dr namanya was recognized as a breakthrough young researcher by the association for strengthening agricultural research in eastern and central africa but her career hasn't always been easy here at a science stories africa event dr namanya spoke openly about how close she came to giving up on her research entirely um i was with a, a team of three ugandans we were in the lab working almost late into the night we had a, a lab full of experiments and petri dishes and days under the microscope for us to use the technologies in biotechnology we would need to reduce the banana plant to its body building blocks which we call cells and we would have to to show that we can regrow this the, the plant from the cells now that was the problem so we worked one year two years and three years down the road i tell you what the banana plant had refused we were running out of time the pressure was getting too high accountability for money for a product for a system in place and i was the team leader i was the lead scientist for the team and so my my team leader called me to his office and threw the challenge into my face i had been registered at makere university for a masters degree i was beginning to panic i knew i had to deliver but i felt like Mm-mm. this is not getting this is not giving me what i am looking for i ran and i got myself another job I passed the interview but the director of the organization called and said he wanted to speak to me particularly. So I sat in his office and he looked at me and said, "Priva, you are a clever girl. You have invested so much in what you have been doing. You are our best candidate, but we are not giving you the job." And he bluntly told me, "Go back to Kawanda." You have a, a career there. We don't have a career for you here. More girls and young women could be encouraged to follow in her career footsteps 
if they are supported and guided through their studies. Dr. Namanya tells Halima. You know, we are told we are in, in the generations before even girls were never sent to school. So that still runs in the blood of the society. And in some, in some homes, boys are sent to school and girls stay home. And in some societies, they'll tell you, why do you send a girl to school after all she's going to get married? It's as if you don't need to learn to be a mother because a mother is the first teacher of, of generations. So teachers mentoring girls, parents mentoring girls, communities standing up for girls. But also I, more girls just need to be mentored spoken into their lives, help them to find themselves, being self-aware. I was aware of myself and I picked up my confidence and I knew that I could be anything. If men would believe in their daughters, if men would defend their daughters, if men would adore their daughters, I, I lost my father last year in December. My father was my mentor. He believed in me. He encouraged me. He asked me questions. He wanted to know how was I planning to progress. But if fathers look at daughters as a source of income, temporary income, as a property to sell, it is sad. Those types of men do not deserve to have children. You can find out more about Dr. Prever Namanya Bosije's career by visiting www.sidev.net. That's www.scidev.net. You can catch up on all Africa Science Focus episodes on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to leave a review. Today's program was produced by Harrison Lewis and edited by Fiona Broom, with reporting from Halima Athumani. Africa Science Focus is produced by SciDevNet and distributed in association with your local radio station. I'm Michael Kaloki. See you again next week. This program was funded by the Carnegie Corporation of New York.